Another episode of the next episode, The Jedi. That didn't sound as good when I'm sick like this, but that sounds yeah, usually a lot cooler. It, sounded, it had a little bit of like a ghostly yeah, sound to it. Like it a wasn't haunted supposed to sound, sound scary. Jedi. It was supposed to be like heroic. <coughs> Jedi. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, with my man Chris Bucky Watts. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Today we're talking Mandalorian chapter. Uh, 13? The Jedi. Well, yes, that's correct. Correct, correct, correct. And boy, howdy. What, what an, episode. an episode. What an episode. Uh, this is going to be full of spoilers, and hopefully we get some st- cool stuff explained, or maybe some stuff you didn't know was what. But uh, a lot of stuff in this episode. Chris, guess what the yes. score is? Rotten Tomatoes for this one. 100. 100% is that? Yeah, did you look that? Did you already know that? <laughs> nope, didn't look that up. Yep, I just 100% guessed. Uh, directed by Dave Filoni, who is... Hell yeah, it was. The, the, the Star, Star Wars, Wars guy. Nerd. Yeah. Oh, knows the everything. Guy, guy that brought us Clone Wars, and then he got Rebels, and then he's been a main creative factor behind it. The dude is just an encyclopedia of Star Wars. Hence all the Easter eggs. Yeah. Wears a cowboy hat. He's got a doofy face. <laughs> Google him. You'll agree. Um, where do we start with this episode? Well, Brad, why don't we do something new? Why don't we read the Why don't we read the synopsis? Mm-hmm. Okay, so read the synopsis, and then we'll just go straight into spoiler territory. And let's uh, let's break it down. Let's break down our favorite part, our worst part, our first impressions. Let's do first impressions first. So why don't you read the synopsis? Chapter thirteen. Here is the description of the episode. The Mandalorian journeys to a world ruled by a cruel magistrate who has made a powerful enemy. And Chris, I will let you start with who that enemy is. Well, everybody who's watching at home and who's been excited, and if you've been on social media, you know this already, but the uh, enemy it's talking about is, of course, the former Jedi, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, was our first. We knew she was going to be in this season. We knew that Rosario Dawson was going to play her. Yep. Everybody's been excited. I think that yep. every week we've talked about it, and everybody I know who's watches the show has said, "Is it going to be next week? Is she going to be in the episode next week?" Uh, and she finally was. Right in this one, we got to see you know a, a Jedi for the first time in the show, and outside of the one time we saw a dark saber, it's the first use of lightsabers and um, bringing that lore in. So very very cool to see her there. Definitely. What was your uh, take? What did, you, what did you think of the way she looked? I think she, I mean, she looked dead on. Amazing. Amazing. And as a little thing, just for those out there that are listening who maybe watch the show but don't know a terrible, don't know, maybe they're like, oh, cool, I know about Ahsoka Tano. I know that was a thing that people, there was buzz, but I don't really understand who she is. Basically, she was a new character introduced into the Clone Wars cartoon series. And that Clone Wars cartoon series takes place between. Uh, the very end of the second movie, uh, Attack of the Clones, and right up until uh, Revenge of the Sith. So it's the it's the entire length of like the three years of the Clone Wars. 
Um, and she was a new character introduced as Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. She kind of had a rocky start in the beginning. She was like a preteen girl and they made her a little bit like whiny and fans didn't really like her. And she was kind of like, uh, as if, and then they adjusted her character and, and her character grew throughout that show. And then she's actually was uh, involved in rebels, um, and became what as I, things I've read and I agree with as far as the Canon characters in Canon, She's probably mm-hmm. one of the most beloved Jedi. Everyone has like their favorite Jedi for whatever reason. But I would say overall, if you've watched all the Star Wars properties, she's probably one of your top two or three favorite characters because not only of her arc, but also she just gets involved in cool things and she deals with things in a very human way. Sometimes when you watch Star Wars and you're like, why are the Jedi so stupid? Or you'll be <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like how you'd handle a situation. Like she's more like, a, she's supposed to be like one of us, a normal person if they were also a Jedi. So I think that's something that people really resonate with. And then the whole story, you know, I think initially people also with her character were a very, um, like, Oh cool. Anakin gets a Padawan. Well, what the fuck happens to her? Um, but instead over time it became like, Oh shit, she does have her own story and it's important. It's important to Anakin's downfall. And it's also important to just the Jedi in general. So a lot of history to cram, cram in there. If you're interested in learning more about Ahsoka, I definitely recommend watching clone wars. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Uh, shout out to Disney Plus, by the way, for just five ninety nine a month, you can have a Disney Plus membership. Um, brought to you by Disney Plus. Thanks for sponsoring us. Thanks, Bob Iger. Um, can you get a cease and desist for faking a sponsorship? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like we're free advertising for Disney, but I could imagine they'd be like, "You better knock that off." <laughs> we're like, "You better knock that off." Oh, oh, oh you want to go down? You want to go down, you little bitch? <laughs> uh, Chris, I, I would like to maybe answer this question because some people may be confused or yeah, hit me. unaware. So after Return of the Jedi, yes, what yes, happens yes, yes, yes. to the Jedi? Why Why is she running? Why is she kind of on her own? Well, here's and a great... That's a, that's a fantastic question. And Because I noticed you also said um, she's no longer a Jedi or she is a Jedi. She's a former Jedi, um, and not to spoil the, the, if you do want to watch Clone Wars, not to spoil it for you, so maybe take a break, but um, um, she is actually excommunicated from the Jedi because she's framed for a murder, and then when they find out it was somebody else that did it, they try and offer her her position back, but she decides after doing some like research and soul-searching, she doesn't really want to be a Jedi anymore, and that's really because of red tape and politics. The Jedi are supposed to be peacekeepers and these like people that are force wheelers and do good. But over the years, she's watched them. She watched them during the Clone Wars, especially become warriors and generals and things that the Jedi just aren't supposed to be. And they really are kind of blinded to it. And you see that a lot in Attack of the Clones, especially in Revenge of the Sith. Some of Anakin's reasonings for why he wants to why he goes to the dark side is some of the red tape issues he has with the Jedi Council. And and she saw those two in a different way, so she kind of went on her own path. But that's the thing. Once you get lightsabers and know how to use them, you get them forever. And you're always connected to the Force. It's not like they can cut you off from it. You have to cut yourself off. So, yeah, and, and to answer your, your earlier question, too, a, a great example, and I actually asked this, and I, I found out the answer later, which was this only takes place, let's just say, because it's five years after the fall of the Republic, Mm-hmm. with Luke's timeline after Return of the Jedi, let's just say it's been 30 years since Luke was born. And when Luke was born was the same day as Order 66. So all the Jedi are wiped out, right? So my thing was, how can nobody anywhere recognize that the that the child 
looks oh, yeah, like Master it. Yoda. Remember I had that whole thing where I was like, there's never been a poster or a picture. Anybody said, hey, do you remember Master Yoda? But I right. answered that question myself, and it answers yours a little in the way that Emperor Sheev Palpatine, when he assumed power and overthrew the Jedi, erased them, basically. Like, he, as with his control, the Jedi Temple was destroyed, all the records, everything. Like, people didn't... In 30 years, people can forget a lot when you can't... Like, imagine if you just couldn't Google, you know, a president or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, after a while, you would forget. And the world sort of forget, forgot. Plus, it didn't help that, regardless of if you're extended universe or not, you know, there's only a handful of Jedi that survived the Purge, and she happens to be one of them. So it's, you know, there's not like there's anyone else she can talk to, and at this point, Yoda's already gone, and... So she's kind of just been doing her own stuff out on the outer rim. Let's talk about a little bit about this episode yeah. where they first come into, you know, obviously the Mandalorian was offered a job to kill her, but then yeah, so, yeah, realized this, this that whole, he yeah. was the one he's, she was the one he's looking for anyway. So kind of a cool moment <clears throat> in the show, if I say in the writing as well, like, yeah. She gets hired to, like, she, she, the magistrate, when he first meets her in this city, which you can already tell this city is, like, a prison for its people and horrible, and the magistrate's the bad person. They didn't try and shroud it like she was good, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka didn't have to convince the Mandalorian that she, you know, as soon as that lady said, I have a problem with a Jedi, he knew what he was going to do. Like, yeah. he immediately was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll take this job and go do this, and then we'll see what happens. So it's like, I like that he didn't play it like this kind of like, wait, you're the Jedi? Oh my God, we should yeah, work yeah. together. No, it was just like, I've been looking for you. That bitch is crazy. She tried to hire me, but I think we should team up. They'll never see it coming. Um, What was uh, her first reaction to like Baby Yoda, if you will? Um, mm-hmm. She was like, already knew. And she doesn't really... St- she doesn't really say that right away. Like she kind of looks at him for a bit, and then it shows him like <laughs> her trying to talk to him. And yeah, I they like are the- they're they're force communicating, so they're talking, basically creating a. It's almost like telepathy, but it's more like you are you're talking with each other's emotions. So there's a couple moments that are really unique in this episode for that ability. You see that a lot, especially in Rebels. Um, you'll see a lot of this kind of bridge communication where you can talk and you see it a little bit in, you know, uh, the, the newest movies trilogy, right? Where Ray and Kylo are connected so they can talk over great distances. It's very similar. The force allows yeah. you to open communication. Yeah. I just like that. He was pacing like, <laughs> like a worried father. He was like, yeah, I did also another great touch. That's a, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I thought when I was watching, I was like, why wouldn't he just be being sitting down being cool, but we've seen him go from being this cold, kind of just, you know, the, the hunter who does what he does because he does it to being like a worried father. So he's pacing back and forth being like, what the fuck are they doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys even fucking talking about? So um, while they're talking and communicating, though, I, I noticed that he, uh, the baby Yoda in this instance, makes some some sounds we haven't really heard before. Mm-hmm. And kind of like that. I felt like at one point there was kind of like a like a Yoda grunt. Mm-hmm. Thought that was interesting. Oh. Yeah, thought that was interesting. Yeah. There's a really cool moment in the episode as well. I mean, and, and obviously we haven't talked about it yet, but the biggest reveal of the episode, other than seeing Ahsoka, is obviously that we get the child's name. Yes, yes. Grogu. So that, Grogu, not the name I expected. I, when not I the first name, said yeah. it out loud, I didn't like it. But have, the more I, I say the it, the way. more I like it. I think it's kind of cute. Yes, I was the exact same way. I was like, Grogu, What? Like, I don't, like I don't know. Yoda, Yoda's got this kind of simple, subtle. Like you think it would be something more like 
Maya or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> who, who knows? But like Grogu just has a lot of harsh letters in it with the R's and the G's. So, but I actually kind of like it. Yes, Grogu. And if you have purchased uh, one of those, I forget which one it is, but there's a figure or like a of Baby Yoda that responds to Grogu. Really? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Maybe, and it was always programmed to do that, but nobody knew the name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yep. such a clever, clever, clever thing. There, one of those moments I was talking about that I think was so clever in this. And if you go back and watch the episode, it's a moment where she says they're talking. And he says, "You ever seen anything like this before, or whatever? Anything like him?" And she says, "Yes, uh, the great master, the great Jedi master uh, Yoda." Mm-hmm. And the child is sitting down looking, and he looks up at her, and she looks over at him, and they have this moment where they're just staring at each other. It's only for a second. But then the little Yoda or Grogu puts his head down sad. And that's her when he heard Yoda's name because he, he knew Master Yoda from the temple. When he, when, she, when he heard it, their little communication was her basically saying he is dead. And that was Grogu being sad that Yoda's dead. So a fun, tiny little Easter egg moment in there. That's just a quick little communication between the two of them. I didn't I didn't catch that. But now I yeah, look very, for it. it's very cool. Um, speaking of, though, we find, also find out where he's he's from. Or where he's been, or where he learned the force. Yeah, he's, yeah. I thought they were going to. I was on the. I was really thinking that they were going to keep us. They did such a good job with the show, mm-hmm. and telling the story and moving it in the way they do. That I was like, man, they're going to keep us on the edge of our seats for any information about him forever. And then this episode, they basically said, no, here's his name, and he was on Coruscant. He was being yep. trained with the younglings, and he was able to be, and he was able to escape with the help of whoever before uh, Anakin killed all the younglings. So it's a really a cool thing to be is to be like, yeah, it's pretty simple. He's not, it's not some mystery and he's just been kind of floating around from place to place ever since then for the past, you know, 30 years. Yeah. And I guess he's, what'd she say that he's been in hiding? Yeah. And, don't use your force powers. Then you can't be tracked. So he just has been sort of laying low and being a baby or pretending to be a baby. <laughs> well, worked for him. So, yeah. which is also very interesting too, is, where we're kind of expect we get to a point where we think that he's going to get trained mm-hmm. to to be a, a Jedi by <clears throat> Ahsoka Tano, and she's like, I can't. <laughs> he yeah, says yes, and really. says I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. It's this, but we, I think we all know, and we're going to get into that a little more pretty soon here. But like, I was also surprised when I thought at the end of this, much like um, in other properties, like I thought she was going to be like, okay, I'll come. I can't train him, but I'll come with you. And I was like, oh, shit, it's the two of them, especially for a revelation we get in this episode. I was like, that'll be really cool. But then, you know, you know they're going to team up again. Like, it's it's just there's too much going on. The stakes are being raised too high with some of this new information we learn that there's no way that they don't cross paths again. It's not like she's just in one episode. Yeah. I mean, she's one. Well, she's also a really big actress. So, well, what's her name was only in one episode and then they killed her right in the same one. True. We'll definitely see her again, which kind of brings what we'll talk about in a little bit, too, is but. I wanted to talk about where they're headed. Uh, they're yeah, headed absolutely. to the planet of Tython. That's right. Yeah, to a Jedi temple that's there. And what uh, do we know? To, have, have we seen this before? or No, just in. I don't like, know if we've comics. seen this one specifically. The most you'll see, uh, really, and and we can get into this with other. Like I, I keep dancing around the, that there's a big reveal, but um, you see a lot of temples in Rebels. Rebels is heavy on them finding temples, unlocking them. They're kind of like Indiana Jones. We have to solve puzzles to get through them. 
so that you can ultimately learn or unlock certain knowledge. And so they're going to go to one of these temples, which would be cool because the only temple we've really seen like this would be in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the island with Luke. We haven't seen a lot of, we haven't seen Jedi temples uh, like that anywhere else, really, like the ones that we're going about to see now. Probably a stone structure. It'll probably corkscrew or it'll be hidden. It'll look like a little mound or something, but it'll unscrew and be this giant fortress or like the wall will move and it'll be a big thing. They're really Indiana Jonesy. Uh, do we know anybody who's over there? No, there'll probably be no Jedi's there. Um, there'll probably be no Jedi there. There'll probably be nobody there. That's usually just four spirits that are in there. So that's an interesting uh, concept too. They could run into spirits. That's heavy. So we could see Yoda talk to baby. It's Yoda? very possible. It's very possible. That's his. That's sort of his mo. He's he's a really strong force presence. Um, but let, let me ask you something before before we get. Oh, well, actually, I know what we're gonna lean into. In this episode, Brad, did you like this episode overall? No, oh, yeah, it's definitely a splash for me. What was like, a what moment the... in it that you didn't like? Like, what was a moment that didn't impress you, or you're like, oh, that just didn't hit me right, or anything like that? Were there any moments that stood out, or actors, or characters, or anything? You were just like, I'm not buying it. Um. Really would be the guy who was like, what's her name? Was like right hand man, I guess. Who was like uh, Michael Bean? Is that who it was? Yeah, yeah he's, he's very like, famous. He's like actor. we're like he's like, he's like yeah. me, me and you are alike, Mando. Like, I, I thought his inclusion was interesting too. Um, I I get it. Like like I said, like he was freaking. Um, you know, he's Kyle Reese in the original Terminator, and he's in Tombstone and. He's in freaking The Rock. Mm. And I mean, he was a big action guy uh, back in the 90s, especially. And I think that uh, I think it was cool to bring him in. They've been doing that a lot. I think they bring in these kind of like older actors or people we haven't seen in a while and they put him in these roles. But I was kind of like, OK, cool. He's just, you know, another gunslinger. And then he just gets blown away. Right. And then like I think that, that was my what were you saying? Sorry. Well, then that Asian dude that pops up and is like. He he's in the episode more than once, but he only says like, "Oh, behind you!" Like it's the very end. Yeah. It's just supposed to be like the you know he's just that token kind of. Uh oh, this we're in trouble here. I can't talk to you. I mean, it's it's bad news. Right. Um, and that's I think my like I, I thought about that too. And then you know I think for me a low point because it's a great episode. I give it a hundred too. The only thing I thought was a bummer was the assassin droid. So the magistrate has her two assassin or those two droids she sends out to help, and they don't do much. No, they don't. Um, which is which is interesting because um, those HK assassin droids are uh, they're tough. Like they're they're there are HK droids that can wield lightsabers. Like they're like Dooku had HKs and Grievous had HKs that ran with him as their personal guards because they were like they're like super skilled droids, and then they just get wrecked. Like they were nothing. They didn't even put up a fight. It wasn't even close. Yeah, but it no. also shows what a Jedi can do. And I thought that was one of the strong points of the episode. You know, she just cuts through everybody like butter. And then obviously yeah. he shoots his way through. Yeah. I mean, one of them did that flip thing on to get on top yeah, of the like, roof. Oh, that was about sweet, it. Just to take a bullet through the head, which so yeah. maybe we'll, maybe an introduction of things like that. We'll see more. But uh, I only asked you that least question. So I could ask you, what was your favorite part of the episode? Um, I think. I just watching the Jedi, you know, Asuka Tano run around just murking everybody. I think her moves and the way she did everything was super fun to watch. Um, but also, I think the moment where we, you know, the reveal about Grogu and 
how he's attached to Mandalorian. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I think that, and now we can get into it too. I'll I'll tell you mine, and this is going to be the revelation, which is that I was falling out of my chair. I was so excited to see Ahsoka and all the Jedi and how Rosario Dawson, obviously, you know, portrayed her, the lightsaber hold, the movements, the speech, everything was super believable. I think for me, the part that, um, that really got me rocking was when, you know, this whole episode, Ahsoka's been trying to get information out of somebody Mm-hmm. and she gets information out of the magistrate who was somebody that was big with the fleet. And I didn't put this together. I didn't see this coming and says, you know, you where's about- your map? She says, the- where's your master? And yeah, she ends she- up giving up the name or, or she doesn't give it up, but she says, where's grand. Grand Admiral Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. And boy, did I lose my marbles because I didn't think Thrawn is a really number one. He's an amazing character. He has multiple books about him. He is the grand Admiral of the entire Imperial Navy during the, um, years leading up to the during the rebellion and in the years leading up to uh, uh he's got this blue skin he's got super red eyes like a tight black hair he always wears like his white admiral suit mm-hmm. um, he's a he's a big deal he's a big deal and and we haven't seen him uh, since rebels at the end in rebels he's a huge prominent force and then disappears he's not talked about in the movies not talked about anything like that so i think one thing that is for me that i want to really push out there to anyone listening you know, you probably people, if you like Star Wars, they said, oh, you got to watch Clone Wars. You got to watch Rebels. I would say Clone Wars, you're going to get some more Ahsoka stuff, but you're not going to learn too much more. It's a really good show and it should be watched to really describe that prequel era stuff. Um, but I would say that because of this revelation that Grand Animal Thrawn is alive, um, Rebels becomes the number one property you should watch. It's an, it's an amazing show. It's got really good stuff. Obviously, the stuff we see with Bo-Katan is huge in it. Um, if you don't watch Rebels just for the Darth Maul stuff, you should definitely watch Rebels for the Grand Admiral Thrawn stuff because he becomes a really amazing villain uh, for a lot of reasons. And the fact that now he's going to be coming back, that that brings a lot of implications with it. We might see more characters from the show Rebels, like Ezra Bridger maybe coming in some way. And and it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a ride. Like we thought, you know, oh, this show will be about him and the kid and Moff Gideon. And all of a sudden they're like, uh oh, it's moff gideon but is moff gideon working with thrawn or is thrawn doing his own thing i mean he's he's a bad dude so i'm very interested to see where that goes yeah i am too because this could go multiple ways i mean this it falls on the the side of the ahsoka tano's like storyline what she's after so it's almost like i'm and i'm pretty sure it would be greenlit would be you know a show for her which i'm sure is possibly being talked about you think there's going to be a couple more like Star Wars shows? I don't know. I don't think so, but it's it's possible. I mean, it's very possible. It's just I don't know if we'll see it. It depends on how well the Mandalorian keeps doing or if there's a story to tell is the big thing, right? Like if they think they have a good story, I feel like that's what they'll move forward with because if you make something shitty, Star Wars people are going to let you know how shitty it was. Well, speaking of other characters, Chris, we've seen or we've heard new characters, like you were saying, that they're throwing in, in this mix, but we're also coming up to midway point, or we, we're over the midway point of the season, so we're right, running out yeah, of episodes. A lot of ground to cover. Yes. Do you think we see Moff Gideon before the season ends? I mean, he made that tiny appearance with his uh, Death Trooper squad. Um, 
I think that I think we're gonna start gearing up heavy. I think the next episode will be all about the temple, and those last two will probably be some kind of two parter or a, a one two punch. That's all about uh, that's all about the conflict with him and what he's up to. Um, as well as Boba Fett. I mean, yeah, interesting, right? They tease him in the first episode, and then we don't go back to them. for only two episodes left, or is it three episodes left? I think it's two or three. Two or three episodes left. They have a lot of ground to cover. It also could be a tease. I mean, they could be like, well, we're going to tease Boba in this one, but we're not going to get back to him until season three, or who knows at this point. Yes. Do you think, I mean, what what, what do you think is going to happen on uh, Tython? You said no no Jedi will be there. Yeah, it'll probably just be a cool puzzle temple thing and uh, maybe some forest ghosts or maybe just some, some feelings. Do you think... Spirit feelings. Well, she also, she also says, though, like he'll choose his path at that point. Do you think he'll continue on the Jedi, like a Jedi path, or will he be this kind of Mandalorian kind of? You know, I just—that's such a great question. I have no idea. I think that yeah. I think the task is going to be. Well, here's the thing: he's going to outlive the Mandalorian. One way or another, the kid's already fifty years old, so the Mandalorian can't. I think that's what makes this story really interesting: is the fact that the Mandalorian can't hold on to him forever. He at some point has to get him somewhere, or else he'll just get old and die, and that thing's still going to be a toddler. Right. We'll see, I guess, is the answer with what where they go and and how they develop Grogu, but for the part most part, I think he's just gonna keep being the child. So I read a I read a fan theory and I wanted to ask you about it. Hit me. And that fan theory is about Mace Windu, who for those that don't know, was played by Samuel Jackson in the prequel series, uh, Star Wars. And he gets towards the end. He does. He gets blown out of a window. Gets his arm cut off and then thrown out of a, I don't know. Maybe is he still hundred story building? Right, but he's also a no, Jedi. He's so. dead. You think he's dead? He's dead. Everybody wants him to come back. I feel like you can't cram too much in there. And there, I mean, there's even things. Here's well, we real did hear bummer. we did hear his voice in. The by the time one. Rise of Sky, or by the time the Rise of Skywalker happens, Mace Windu's dead. And here's a real bummer for all the fans out there: uh, Ahsoka's voice is in that too. So Ahsoka is dead by the time that um, the Rise of Skywalker happens, which from this point is probably only thirty years. So she'd still be old, twenty years maybe. Interesting. Well, I can't wait to see how this is going down. I'm always curious to hear your guys' thoughts or theories or any rumors you've read. So signal them over this way at uh, G Splash Podcast uh, on Instagram or in the emails at G Splash. Uh, what is it? G Splash BC at gmail.com. What's my email called? Who am I? <laughs> Once again, I am so sorry. Not, I am sick, so I sound like... Oh, yeah? Thanks. Yeah, I like it. It's got a nice rasp to your voice. We'll be back for episode number 154 of season four. Or not of season four, but season four. Episode 154 in a couple days. Stick around. Can't wait to see what happens. We'll see you next time, baby. Peace.